Hello everyone, thank you for tuning in. Today we have a really special episode hosted by Amy Turner and Charlotte Blackwell. They will be interviewing Harrison Weld, a Jess alumni who is currently appearing on the Mamma Mia musical on West End. So, if you're interested in the performing arts, then this is an extremely informative episode for you. If not, then I guarantee that you'll still enjoy it. Harrison's journey is absolutely amazing. questions about the industry and sure. we got them in from our students at Jess and the first one was um, did you get any judgment from friends or family um, as you wanted to go into the industry or was there any pressure for you to you know take a different path oh wow straight straight in <laughs> off the deep end with the, with the, the deep questions um, wow yeah uh, I think I I was very fortunate that my parents were just so like listen do what is going to make you happy like you know yeah. I, I, my parents were one, one minute I was like do you want to learn clarinet I was like sure <laughs> okay do you want to do gymnastics okay yeah fine and, and it was always this thing like throughout my childhood of just trying different things yeah and then when my sister joined Diverse um, choreography she she was there and then I saw her show and I was like wow like I really want to do that. You know, my mom was like, great, cool, let's get some dance lessons, let's do this. And then kind of five years later, the sort of happy accident of, oh, right, you want to do this for a career? All right, let's 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 make it happen. So yeah. I think for, for, from a family standpoint, my parents were just, I couldn't have asked for, you know, a better family to have accepted that. And also yeah. with my sister doing it, it was all right. Mm. I think friends-wise, and, and I'm sure many boys who are doing it, like, you yeah. go through that whole thing of, like, oh, well, it's a bit gay, mate, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. that, that sort of thing comes out. And I think, like, it, it was, it is really tough at first, especially when I was at somewhere like Jess, where I wasn't, I wasn't an academic kid, like, by any means. Mr. Price will tell you that, and Miss Carter <laughs> will tell you that for free. Um, so, you know, music and drama were, like, my only thing that I was like, well, you know, I was very lucky at a young age. I was like, I know exactly what I want to do. And yeah. most teachers were like, no, 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 but you you want to do, like, spread yourself out. I'm like, no, I just want to act and play music and stuff. Um, yeah. So I think, yeah, and also, like, from your friends who don't understand it, it's hard because they're like, well, like, what do you mean? Like, what's your backup? Because yeah. like, well, I've never had a backup my whole life. I've just sort of like been, that, yeah. like, like, what? what's the point if you know you want to do something and, and you love it then you've got to give it a hundred percent um so i think you know I, yeah so, so so it was tough and then when i got to the uk and realized oh like everyone here can do this and like people are because it was very different when i was growing up in dubai and i'm sure it might not be the same now yeah. when you guys are there that like musical theater and like theater was such a small you know you had like yeah. Sean Miller, you had diverse and then I think you had Duck Tack and a few yeah, of the yeah. Madinat stuff and that was it. Whereas like when you move to the UK, it's sort of like in every county there's like five different dance schools. Like mummy's dance school is here, daddy's dance, you know, like everything is everywhere. Yeah, so when I got to the when I got to the UK, it was this weird overload of like, oh, like everyone is doing this, like this yeah. is insane. Um so yeah, I, I don't know if I answered your question. I just no, no, that's perfect. Thank you. So um would you advise any of those going into performing arts to potentially attend a performing arts university 
or like for sixth form yeah because some people are questioning whether like going at 16 for sixth form is more beneficial than just going for university mm-hmm. but do you think there's really any difference or do you think there is a benefit to one of them do you, do you mean university is in like a, a strict drama school or like say for example if you went to chichester university and studied dance like is lane, that what you mean like for example leaving at 18 to go like wait you went to lane performing arts or do you think mm. going to mm. like art said for sixth form is more beneficial so when you're 16 oh, right. or 18 pretty much yeah i think that that is all dependent on the person so yeah. for example my best friend garrett Tennant, he um you know i love the boy to bits and he he was like performing at 11 like he was yeah. bruce and matilda he was in the original cast of Finding Neverland at nine or wow. something stupid like that. Like the, the boy has been performing his whole life. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I love just rattling off his CD because I'm just like so impressed with it. <laughs> but for him, so he, he went to Sylvia Young at yeah. age 11. And then he came to Lane. So I went to Lane at 18. He went to Lane at 16. And I was like, and, and I was talking to him about it. I'm like, what, like, what, I don't know. Has it been a hard thing for you? Has it not? And he's like, well, no, I haven't. You know, I've, I've been doing this my whole life. I kind of knew I wanted to do it, and I think mentally I was ready for it. Yeah. Whereas I knew personally in my heart, if I look back on my 16-year-old self and if I got thrown into going to Lane Theatre Arts, I would yeah. be like, no way. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> like, me- just mentally I was a complete idiot. And also I don't think I personally... I don't think I was ready. I, I really yeah. don't think I was ready. And, and I think it's, it's a lot of... Um, it's something you've really got to like look into yourself and be like, okay, can I go at 16 to a three year course where it is quite literally, you know, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's like blood, sweat and tears of mm. mentally it's grueling, physically it's grueling. And some people, you know, my girlfriend, Pamela, she, she went to Lane at 16 as well. And she, she was fine. I say fine, but like yeah. she mentally could cope with it. Um, I don't think it's a disadvantage to go at either age. Yeah. Um, you know, I think, I think especially if perhaps if, if you're like a late bloomer into it and you're not so confident in it, it definitely like a foundation course or yes. if you went to somewhere like Artsed and did their A-level program or the Brick School or Sylvia Young or Tring, yeah. you know, to have that kind of thing of that test of, okay, right, this is sort of what it's like on a small scale with it being half school, half performing arts. Yeah. And then take it from there. Um, you know, for, for, for me, I was like, I want to have my A-levels. Like, mm. I want to kind of have those last two years of sort of normality yeah. before I go into this, like, crazy world of showbiz and, and, and this insane career. Mm. Um, and I think it really helped me because it, it kind of gave me a bit of a grasp on, like, okay, like, I've done the real-life thing, and then now I can live in Wonderland for the yeah. rest of my life and, and still have that kind of anchor to grab it, to the anchor to grab um reality not gravity yeah. <laughs> um <laughs> just being like okay right so yeah i i kind of i know where i'm at yeah. on a level playing field and then i think mentally it just sort of mm-hmm. helped me but if you're someone who is you know you, you've known you wanted to do this your whole life i get you know do summer schools do, do whatever you can to sort of almost like the fire inside of you to get bigger and bigger to be like uh, like Absolutely. just to when it gets to a point where you're banging your head against the wall like i need to go now yeah. but if it's not and, and and if that's not at 16 and if it's not at 18 that's fine it's yeah. it's all like a different thing for different mm-hmm. people like my mate sam wearing i mean it was it was through different circumstances but he 
he came to lane at like 23 and that's fine and he's he's incredible and like walked at, walked out of our third year onto a lead vocalist on royal caribbean like wow. you know what i mean like Amazing. sailed sailed the world for an entire year with his own cabin with his own cabarets and you know people could be like oh well you came to lane quite late and it's like well if you're willing to put in the hard work yeah. you could literally go to lane at 32 and and i mean that would you would die but <laughs> <laughs> be that big of, as long as you're willing to put in the groundwork and the hard work then yeah so yeah, right, very long way. thank you um do you so obviously in the industry there's going to be lots of rejection and how would you advise people to handle that rejection? Because a lot of students, obviously, as you were saying earlier, like in Dubai, it's a lot smaller than it is in the UK. So we get probably a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot less rejection than what people get in the real world in that industry. So yeah, how yeah. do you say to like, how do you handle that? How do I handle that? Oh God, I remember I went to my first audition in my third year. And I was very lucky. I I I would, I'd just done pantomime uh, yeah. in December, and then I was like, "Oh my god, I've just got like my first ever big audition. It's for On Your Feet, like you know." And I and I had it in my head. I was like, "I'm gonna book this. Like I've got <laughs> this in the bag. Like it's Gloria Estevan. I'm Spanish. Like I can barely speak it, but I'm still Spanish. And like I can. I thought I could salsa, and I thought I could do all this stuff. So when I walk into the room. And, and literally the day before, I was feeling amazing. And then I woke up on the day and I just, like, got hit by a bus. Like, not literally, flew. Um, and I was just like, oh, my God, I feel so ill. Anyway, so I went into the audition. I thought I killed it, thought I did in the routine. And yeah. I got cut immediately. Just oh, first wow. round, fair enough. And it was that first moment of, like, oh, oh, God, yeah. like, no. And it's that, and it's the thing of just, you have to, you, uh, my, my mate always says, you're allowed, you're allowed a day. So like after the audition, you're allowed to have a little moment about it. You're allowed to go and treat yourself to a coffee or a donut or something. And then the next day, new day, get back off the horse. Yeah. And you just got to be going because unfortunately, like for some people, they get lucky and it's like you do one audition. Great, cool. You bag the job. Yeah. And I think that's almost detrimental because, you know, you kind of get into this false sense of like, oh, well, it's easy. Like if I can do this one thing, then I can do everything else. Yeah. Um, but unfortunately, it won't always be smooth sailing. Like... I got cut from, I think, three auditions before I'd actually, like, made it quite far, like, with Mamma Mia. So I'd yeah. done, like, On Your Feet, Magic Mike, and it was, one, it was one other thing. And it was, like, it was like cut, 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 first round. And I was like, what the hell's wrong with me? Like, what's going on? Um, and you know what I mean? You're always going to have those setbacks. Like, even now, like, when I booked Mamma Mia and then I was auditioning for my next job before Corona hit, um... Mm. You know, I got really far. I got really far auditioning for Joseph at the Palladium. I, I basically got to the round before finals. And I was like, great, I've done, like, everything I need to do. Like, I've smashed it in the park work, done all this, 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 this. And then I get a phone call from my agent the next day, and it's like, yeah, it's just not, like, they, they think you're great, but you're just not right. Yeah. And it's almost that thing of going, okay, fine. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, and it, and it will and it will sometimes just come down that you just don't look right and as insane as that is to understand and comprehend like it is just a factor yeah you know like if it, like on your feet for example I, when i got cut i was like what the hell like i'm spanish i know exactly what i'm doing and i went to go see the show and i'm like i'm not spanish i am not tan and i don't i don't, I don't look right it would be yeah. like being in a room full of just tan, gorgeous people, and then there's just like a white sheet of paper that's <laughs> me, like trying to somehow do this up. And then it's moments like that you go, okay, like 
fair enough. Yeah. You know? And then there are going to be times where you absolutely, you know, it's, it's that wave of just, I think, always, I always say go in expecting absolutely nothing. And then yeah. if anything happens and if you get a recall, fantastic. But always go into it being like, I'm going to do, I'm going to give it 120%, but I'm not expecting anything out of this. Because yeah. if you go into every audition room and it's natural, it's going to happen. You're going to be like, yeah, oh my God, living my bougie life of, you know, <laughs> oh, if, I book, if I book this job and I can buy these, these cool clothes and yeah, I'll just walk down to the street and blah, blah, blah. And then you don't book it. This whole reality of you just comes crushing down. And then the more you keep doing that, the more mentally it's going to take its toll on you. So yeah, yeah I always say, even, even auditions for drama schools or, or anything, like go in expecting the worst I mean, not to the point where you're like, oh, they're going to hate me. But, (laughs) you know, you have to to go in not expecting the world, but you always give it 120%, always. Because then, if nothing happens, you go, okay, that's fine. I know in my heart and I know in everything I did in there, it was, like, to the best of my ability. And if I don't get it, you know, inshallah, like, it's (laughs) whatever. Um, so obviously still on the topic of careers and stuff like that, we got this question quite a bit was, uh, could you please tell us a little bit about your journey through the industry? So kind of how you started mm-hmm. grassroots. Yeah. You know? And like when you sort of knew in your heart, this is what you wanted to do. Cause obviously it's not a career where you can just wake up and be like, oh yeah, I quite fancy doing this. Yeah, you have to absolutely. be 100% sure that this is what you're going to do. And some people even now are quite like, they're still quite unsure. So we were just wondering mm-hmm. how you went about that. And when you realized this is what you wanted to do yeah um i like i always had it in my head that i was like i'm going to be in a band like yeah. i'm gonna go i'm gonna get in a van like mr price will tell you that he's a house and just like just think properly I'm like no mr price i'm gonna because when i was at jess i had a band called the younglings which was like me yeah. julian lamadwid brendan buckley and max and i was like cool this is gonna be my whole life i'm gonna get in a van and go yeah and then it didn't happen and i was like okay fine fair enough however Unless, if, if this is going to sound harsh and this isn't to like stray people from it, but you have to have this mindset in this career because it's so tough. It's like, if you physically can imagine doing anything else, like a little shroud of like, oh, maybe, maybe I'd like to be a doctor. I'd like to, if there's anything else in your mind that isn't doing this or even anything, like like not even musical theater or, or but I'm only, yeah, obviously this is my career, but if there's anything in the back of your mind that's thinking, oh, I wonder what if I did that? Like, then go do that. Yeah. <laughs> like, as, as yeah. harsh as it is, like, this industry is tough. It's brutal. You, you are going to hate it. You're going to love it. There's, there's always the highest of highs and then, like, the crushing is lows of lows. And I've been through, like, both. But ultimately, through the lows, like, still come out of it. And I'm like, I love what I do. I am so privileged i am so lucky yeah and i couldn't imagine myself doing anything else physically i and i've known that and luckily i don't know why i've just always known i, I knew yeah. that from the moment i picked up a guitar i i knew that from the moment i walked into scott and lisa's studio yeah. and was trying to learn how to do a part of a ray you know <laughs> like like luckily for me it, it, it was that um so i, th- I think it is just that thing you you, you it's a lot of self-assessment of going like, okay, is this, can I, can I do this? Yes. Do I want to do this? And, I, and do I love it? That is ultimately what it is. It's like, are you going to love what you do? Are you going to love, you know, being on stage every night, but are you also going to love sweating it out in a studio and 
you know, feeling like you're going to throw up because you've done the routine, like, for the eighth time, um, you know, it, 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 all, it all fundamentally comes down. And that's in anything for me in life. Yeah. It's like, it, it, you know, if, if you don't enjoy it, then just don't do it because life is way too short, you yeah. know, for all of a sudden for everyone in the world to be on lockdown and you're like, ah, oh, I don't have anything to do right now. <laughs> but, you know, it's, yeah, so you, yeah, it's definitely that thing of, the, the self-assessment of going like can I imagine myself doing anything else yeah. yes okay then maybe I need to have a chat about it but if it is honestly in your heart of hearts like I don't want to do anything else like I, I want to really you know push for this and do it then yeah it's 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 a lot of like a lot of auditioning for drama schools and a lot of this industry is almost on that gut feeling like yeah. when you wait especially auditioning for, for, for drama schools and colleges a lot of it will be that thing if you'll walk into a place and go yeah this is it. And you just know before you've even like done the routine or you've done this or you've done that. Like with Lane, I'd always loved it from, yeah. from obviously Scott and Lisa because they'd mm. gone. But then when I got to the UK, I was like, okay, well, mm, you know, I'll see what it's like because obviously I don't want to be biased and I'll give everyone else yeah. a try. And I walked in that building on my first ever summer school. I went, I'm going here. Yeah. Like, I, ju- I just knew. I just knew. I don't know why. I don't know how. You just know. Yeah. And, it, and it's really bizarre. It really is bizarre. So yes, hundred. I would say to people that if it's that thing of oming and ahhing, then it's it's that unfortunate thing. You've got to take a hard look at yourself and go, okay, like, do I really want this? Yeah. Mm. And then ask yourself, okay, do I really want this? Yeah. yeah. Um, there's also the question that for an audition, obviously there are lots of different things you have to go through and it takes it can take a long time for the final round. Mm. So we were just wondering, what's the normal layout of an audition and how long does it take or is it different for each show? It's different for each show. Um, if it's a long-running show, so for example with Mamma Mia, it's very laid out. I yeah. think I, I only did about four or five rounds. Oh, wow. Similar to Wicked, it's yeah. almost the set. Like Wicked is very. I got I got to finals for Wicked this year, Amazing. and then so it's 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 so it's like you go in, do you learn the the the, the ball dance, which is like everyone knows the routine because like everyone always does the Wicked audition dance yeah. and then gets cut and they're like, oh, I got to this stage of it. <laughs> So for long running for long running shows, they kind of are sort of like we know exactly what we're looking for before you even walk in the room, and yeah. it's very da 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 da. Whereas I know for something like Hamilton, mm. if it involves American casting teams, it goes on forever. Yeah. I think my mate auditioned for it when he was in third year, and he did something stupid like twelve rounds. Wow. So like Hamilton do, they do a whole bunch of rounds. I think they do like six or eight, yeah. and then you don't hear anything for like a month. And then you do another round, and then they say, "Okay, cool. You've made it to boot camp, Hamilton boot camp, yeah. where you spend an entire week, like as a team. And this isn't even you. Like they pay you to do this week, where you basically like for a week learn, not the whole show. I think I think it's like a good chunk of the number. You learn probably yeah. like the whole of my shot, and you learn like a track as if like you were to go into the show. You get to the end of the week, and then you perform that in front of the entire American creative team." in front of the entire West End team. Yeah. And even after that, my mate still did another two rounds and then didn't book it. Oh, like, no. How hard yeah. disappointing. Or, like, I knew when they were auditioning for Jerry Evan Hansen, like, that apparently went on for years because because it is that thing of, because it's an American show, like, they have to correlate with the American team. And, like, apparently they had a cast all ready to set and go, and the Americans are like, no, find a new one. And they were like, uh, okay, back to the drawing board then. <laughs> so 
Yeah, it's, it's all, it's, there's no set stigma for it. There's no like, oh, okay, well, you've got to do three and then it's finals. Like I know shows that have cast in two days. You know, you'll, 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 you'll do your first audition on the Wednesday yeah. and then they're cast by Friday. And that would be for like normally sometimes smaller tours like across the UK, that they'll, it'll be a really, really quick process. Um, yeah, normally you'll find in like long running West End shows, they have like their own similar structure as to like what, like normally it's about five or six, but then if it's something, especially if it's like a brand new musical coming and you're going to be the original cast, oh, like yeah. that can go on for a while because they, they want it, they want to get it right. And then yeah. obviously I imagine, I don't know what the Hamilton process is like because I've never been through it yet. Um, but maybe as the years go on, it might get shorter and shorter because they're like, we know what we're looking for. Yeah, exactly. But especially I know when they first did it for the original cast, like it was long, like ridiculous. Yeah. Like, the amount of people I've had just be like, oh, like <laughs> was it worth it? And then, oh, of course it was. But, you know, it's just like, it's, it's always variable on yeah. different shows. Thank you. And then for one of our last questions, it's what's... Well, one of them. I think we have, I think, three more questions. Um, I got, I got all the world. <laughs> Thank you. What's the biggest challenge you faced in the industry and how did you overcome it so far? Um, or has there been like, or not yet, yeah. I think? No, I think, I think my biggest challenge so far was, was getting out of this headspace in my head that I was you know, oh, I'm in a West End show, like, this should be, you know, I'll just go to the next one. And it's such a stupid, naive graduate mindset. But you obviously have that little bit of boost of confidence, like, thinking yeah. you know what you're going to do. And, like, it really got me with Joseph, because I thought, like, you know what I mean? It was that unfortunate thing of, like, I built it up in my head too much, and I really got, like, oh, yeah, like, I'm doing really well, like, they liked me in the room, and yeah. then I didn't book it. And it was just that immediate, like, deflation of, like, oh, God. And it really... Yeah. And it really affects you, um, especially like if you're lucky enough to book a job. Um, so I think I think mentally for me, it's it's been a very new experience of like building up um, to 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 kind of like practice what I preach of like yeah. going in not expecting anything and then just dealing with whatever the outcome is. Mm. Because you know it wasn't until I met my partner Pamela that she she because she's been in the industry for about four years and she was like you've got to stop doing that because yeah. like. You know, she's done the same thing. Like, everyone will go through it. But you always need that, like, one person in your life that kind of goes, listen, like, if you keep doing this, you're going to just run yourself into the ground. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think for me, it was just the kind of mental thing of, like, okay, it's not just about booking your first big, you know, I, like, what I did was, like, it's very, I, you know, I still don't really know how I did it. It's, it's, I was very fortunate to have booked the job that I did um, yeah. fresh out of college. But it doesn't always happen for people. Um, you know, like I know mates of mine that graduated that still haven't booked anything, especially now because obviously it's a pandemic. Yeah. But, you know, it is that thing of, I think, the, the mental side of leaving college and going into an industry where at college you were in this little bubble and it's yeah. like, oh, okay, like no one else is here. And then you go to auditions and you see the 2,000 other graduates from yeah. the other 10 colleges, like 40 colleges across the country. And you go oh i'm not the only one and then when you go into the industry it's like oh okay i'm up against the thousands of other yeah. people that have been doing this for five six twenty thirty years so yeah. it's that real mindset shift of going okay i'm i'm a professional now yeah and i've got to meet the standard that has been upheld by you know the titans of this industry yeah prior 
So I, I think that 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 the mental shift in it was was I think the biggest challenge definitely. Yeah, absolutely. So um, just one of the cooler questions that we got was, um, what is your dream role to play and why? Or is there a musical? Yeah, or a specific Hamilton, musical. Hamilton is the dream musical. I keep rambling on about it. Yes, I would love to play. I love Hamilton. John, like John Lawrence Philip. What Hamilton. amazing character! And like that that track or the Charles Lee track where yeah. he's man. Well, the ensemble track is called Man One, and he's Charles Lee. So mm. that would be that's like the. And then I definitely had this. My mind's gone blank. <laughs> Hamilton's such a like a beige, a beige answer. Like, oh, I'd love to be in Hamilton. Um, oh, damn it! I so had this. <laughs> Don't worry, it's okay. I'd love to do um, like when I'm older. I'd love to do like the really big Sondheim musicals, like yeah. Into the Woods, Sunday the Park with George. Like, I'd really love to kind of like do a show that isn't because at the minute like i'm just sort of like oh like i'm a dancer like i love dancing at the minute and you know like i want to do you know like i'll always put myself forward like oh who needs someone to do a backflip i'm like oh i'll do it and then i get eight shows a week into it and i'm just crippled by the end of it (laughs) so you know i'd love to get to a point where you know like doing doing really serious shows because there's so many beautiful shows that aren't typically done in town yeah um, because it's sort of like oh who's gonna really come see whatever you know just an old an old school musical so like i'd love to do oh city of angels i'd love to be yeah oh let me name uh i think it's i think it's uh buddy no stein 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 in city of angels i don't know if you know it it's a cy coleman show like super jazzy and it's like one of the best like jazz scores ever like i'd love yeah. to because they do this whole thing where it's like it's about a guy writing a book, like a detective novel, but it splits between him writing it and then the actual fictional character in the oh, show. Oh, okay. Um, so yeah, that, that I'd love to do that. Absolutely yeah. kill for that. And our last question is, um, so when you first get into the industry, do you recommend getting an agent like earlier or later? Like when you've booked a job, then would you say getting an agent is a suitable time or um, make a difference? It's, yeah. It's quite a difficult question. It, it is, because like, there's so many variations. I mean, if you're lucky, and I mean, the way it typically works with drama schools is that you'll get to your third year yeah. and you'll have a showcase for your third year and agents will be invited. So the kind of like typical stimulus is that you want to try and book an agent, obviously, within your third year. I mean, it was different at Lane because we had an in-house agent looking after us. Yeah. So it was this kind of weird thing of like, Right, we're looking for agents, but we've got a lane one. Mm-hmm. What's the deal? Um, but then I know other colleges, it's a big thing of like they don't have an agent. Yeah. So it is that kind of thing of you want to, yeah, you, you, you need an agent realistically. Yeah. Um, because, the, you know, they're, they're, they're the people that are going to be looking after you. They're the, going to be the ones that are going to guide you through what you want to be doing in your career and how you want to go about it. So I think, yeah, obviously... If you're lucky enough to get one as soon as possible, fantastic. But then yeah. I know one of my dear friends, um, Tasha Agnew, who's in the show with me, like she she booked Mamma Mia, graduated Lane, and then like stayed with the Lane agent for a while. And then when she was in the show, started writing to agents because she was like, oh, well, why don't you come see me in this? Yeah. Because she wasn't that showcased at college, yeah. um, you know, and which is sometimes the unfortunate thing. It's like, 
college can kind of have this varying thing of like sometimes people really like shine in the showcase and they're like the features whatever and then some people just like fall by the wayside just because there's so many people to try and do it so yeah. i think if you're lucky enough to, to to be showcased a lot in your third year and you and you get attention from agents fantastic but it's yeah. not the end of the world if yeah. you that's the other thing it's like getting getting to your third year and getting it out of your head that it's like the typical stimulus of you have to graduate with a job or you yeah. have to graduate the hottest agent because that is so I think it mentally deteriorating for people to think that like I have to fit this mold of like yeah. oh it's gonna be super easy I'm gonna walk into a West End job with the you know hottest agent in town because um, unfortunately that just isn't the case you know for a lot of people it's it's years of hard work and years of like graveling towards it mm. um, and then some people it's just a stroke of luck but they get yeah. where they get super lucky with it so I think it's a thing of you know really strive for it and yeah. always push to be like right I want to I want to do that. But if it, if it doesn't get to that point, then that's okay. That's yeah. it really isn't the end of the world. Yeah. So, yeah. Thank you so Thank much, you so Harrison, much. for doing this. Yeah. I, I, Amy, it just clocked. I cannot believe how much you've grown up. Like, literally, <laughs> I remember seeing you when you were so wee, like, yeah. so small. When we did Mary Poppins. <laughs> that, oh, God, that was so long ago, I wasn't know, it? it's crazy. 